your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday, June 3rd edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account. At LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So before we get to the part two of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussion, something I want to talk about is Bill Zito, general manager of the Florida Panthers, met with the media on Wednesday at noon to talk about the season as a whole. And quite a few quotes that stood out to me during his media session he was talking about updates with Aaron Eckblad's injury he said quote he's making some pretty significant progress I saw him yesterday and he was walking so great news for that it looks like Aaron Eckblad as we expected is going to be ready for the start of the 2021 2022 season He also spoke about player meetings, and he said, quote, Every single guy was dissatisfied with how the season ended and thought we could do more. That collective dissatisfaction made me feel good about where we are as a team and where we are as an organization. No one accepted this year as good enough, which is something that I felt as well throughout once the final buzzer rang in game six and a lot of people in the Florida Panthers landscape felt that way they felt as a great sense of direction but still not great enough and Bill Zito in year one also likes the sense of direction for the Florida Panthers he also speaks about the goalie situation for the Florida Panthers and he said that he plans to speak with Roberto Luongo when he gets back from IIHF Worlds Coach Q Rob Tallis and others during the offseason when it comes to the goaltending situation he says he had great things to say about all three, though Chris Drieger is likely to walk. And he said, quote, we're going to review everything thoroughly and make a decision. So kind of a little tease for you guys. Uh, I'm going to bring somebody on the podcast to talk more about the Florida Panthers goalie situation. What a, a big scenario of what the Florida Panthers could do with one of the goalies on their roster. So a little bit of tease in that. So make sure. You keep an ear out for something related to the goalie situation in Florida. Bill Zito also talked about the expansion draft. He said, quote, it's been a topic of discussion for months and months. And he also talked about that the director of hockey operations and salary cap management 
Braden Birch is mocked out at this point. So the Florida Panthers are crunching all the numbers and they're seeing all the possible scenarios of what the Seattle Kraken could take from the Florida Panthers. Um, who are they willing to risk exposing to the Seattle Kraken in the expansion draft and who are their definite ones that they want to keep? And of course, he was asked about one player that is just lighting the world, literally at the IHF Worlds for Team Finland in Anton Lindell. And he jokingly said, who? When asked him about Anton Lindell. And Zito said that he plans on having Anton Lundell in training camp. He says, quote, there is a plan. I'm going to go get him myself. (laughs) Close quote. I love it. So there is a really great chance, like we talked about in the first part of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussion about how Anton Lundell should just go ahead and skip the AHL season for the Charlotte Checkers and he with how he's performed in Liga almost producing a point per game just one goal short of averaging excuse me one point away from averaging that a point per game and he's lighting up the IHF Worlds Team Finland actually plays today in their quarterfinal matchup in the IIHF Worlds. So if you happen to be home and happen to be watching it, so go check out Panthers prospect Anton Lindell in the IIHF Worlds. And one last thing before we get to the roundtable discussion is the question was asked about a contract extension for Captain Alexander Barkov, and he said, quote, it'll be something that's paramount for me and we'll address it in short order. So the Florida Panthers also know how important it is to sign their captain to an extension. But like I said previously, it's going to be hard when you haven't won a playoff series and there's nothing to show for it. And if you let him even become a UFA this summer, then you're really risking him leave. And by the time they win a playoff series at the earliest next year, his contract will already be fully expired so what is it going to take for bill zito to convince sasha barkov that they're building something special here and honestly in my opinion it's going to take another fast dominant start where the playoffs are no longer in question of them whether they'll make it so it's got to be a sure thing that they make that they're going to make it like they were this year right out of the gate that they were in the upper echelon of the teams in now the Atlantic division which is looking like that at least the expectation is that the Florida Panthers will be back in the Atlantic division with a Boston a Toronto Tampa Bay Montreal Buffalo Detroit and the Florida Panthers are expected to be be still in that upper echelon of teams. So now let's gonna let's go back to part two of the Panther Parkway roundtable discussion. Q was always putting Mason Marchmont on first line, then fourth, Anthony Duclair on first line and fourth, and eventually he found out that Mason Marchmont is a better fit for that. And like you said, Frank, streaky. And 
towards the end of the season, I think it was 13 straight games with at least a point or 13 or 14 of the last 16 games. So if if we can see more of that consistency from Duclair, then sure. It's a, it's a home run signing, but he went through that drought in the beginning of the season that many <laughs> were asking, is he going to score a, a goal at all in the Florida Panthers uniform? And you said it best, Frank four different organizations and <laughs> it could be a fifth but hey if he stays i don't have an issue with it if he goes hey, during that streak yeah he was he was he was one he was one of the best point producers on the team i think he was still even mm-hmm. in those eight yeah. games he was still getting a you know a point a game with his assists because he creates that much havoc in the uh in the offensive zone yeah and you know armando you and frank both mentioned that he's been on a lot of teams i wonder if i wonder if getting a contract that's longer than one year uh, maybe a two or three year bridge deal can be the the answer to his consistency uh getting to stay in one system for a longer period of time maybe he finds that consistent game playing playing in in the same system for more than a year or two years at a time like he has been but um yeah he's definitely streaky it's just with him he's still young enough where you can see there's so much raw talent very raw talent he's crazy fast frank's right his hands haven't quite caught up with his feet yet but the thing is if especially as an rfa if you let him go there may be a team out there that that finally gets that that full potential out of him and i would hate to see it happen for another team and not for us and i think tampa probably feels that way about carter verhage it was the same situation with him he was an rfa and they chose to just let him walk for free and we reaped the benefits so with Duclair, I would keep him simply for that reason. Uh, if there's a chance you can get that out of him, then I'd rather it be here. I, I'm, I'm, I agree with you there. And with Anthony Duclair, I'm looking at his age. He's 25 years old. And when you're changing systems, it's like, it's like kind of learning how to walk again in a way. And we, we, don't, we don't want Duclair to learn how to walk again. We want him consistently in one place at one time and jake you brought up a very fair point in in that situation now let's move on to something that you you guys mentioned a little bit in our especially the wenberg signing whether to keep them because a certain prospect might be on their way to the nhl in anton lindell and this i see Nick with his hands like like in, in, a, in a devious in a devious way and this is something that Nick and I spoke about in the post game show for after game six and ever since ever since that conversation the IHF world championships have been going on in I believe Latvia and he Anton Lundell for Finland he has five goals, including a game-winning goal just the other day. Last time I checked, he had five goals. And my goodness, the, the fact we, we talked about, Nick and I spoke about players fall into the Florida Panthers. Spencer Knight is one. Anton Lundell is another. And just, I don't, we don't know if he's coming here. But if he does, it just creates an amazing situation for the Panthers, <clears throat> regardless or not of whether we keep Alex Weinberg. So what what are your what what are your guys' thoughts if if 
Lundell does come 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 over and and signs his ELC officially. Let's start with let's start with Tom. That's a tough one. I mean, I watched him and he is playing with men out there, guys. I mean, this IIHF is not juniors. These are men that 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 play good hockey and uh he he is standing out they, they, in each of the games they keep talking Florida Panthers prospect Florida Panthers prospect so I'm with you I I think that he's good enough to make the jump now whether or not he'll do it and want to stay in Finland or or go to the KHL or whatever he wants to do I would hope they would go to the best league in the world which is the NHL and, and he's got a a fellow countryman in, in Barkov to uh to uh come maybe can learn from I mean who better to learn from than him and yes, I think that if you if you keep Winberg as a as a centerman, he becomes expendable. But I think that I would I like what I saw of Winberg. And you don't necessarily have to do that from the center position. You can you can do that from a left wing or a right wing. It's easy to adjust to that position. So I liked what I saw of Winberg. I think he fits our system very well. I mean, he does a very good job on the uh, on the on the penalty kill, especially. He's very. Uh, He's just smart. He does the right thing. He's very responsible on the defensive side of things. So, and that's something I think Q really does appreciate. And he's also able to contribute on the offensive side, as you saw with 17 goals in a, in a shortened season. So I like Lundell. I think that he's going to be a Panther next year, guys. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are, are reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day trading could be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, and if you're doing it alone, team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront can make it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. 
Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5,000 bands for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. Get your first 5,000 managed for free for life. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. Yeah, for me, um, Lindell, I, I could go on and on about this guy. Um, I, I feel like he's good enough. He's going to skip right over the minor league. Uh, he's, I think he's already above AHL play. I think he's going to come in and be an immediate contributor. Um, I saw on Twitter some, some analysts. I forget who it was. It was one of, the, one of the prospect analysts for TSN said that if the draft was redone, he would have been a top three pick. Um, maybe not ahead of Byfield and, and Lafreniere, but he would have been a top three pick. Um, I, I agree with that. Um, I also saw some comparisons to uh, a mix of Barkov and Marty Natchez from Carolina. If you can get even half of either one of those players in Lindell, that's a win. But um, yeah, he's, he's a lot like Barkov in the way he plays. He's responsible defensively. He wins board battles. And keep in mind, he's playing before the world championships. He had been playing in, in the top men's league in Finland, the, the Finnish Liga, which is he's been playing against grown men for two years now. And he broke, I believe it was Patrick Laine's record for goals by an underager in a season um, or in the first 25 games of the season. I think he had 16 goals. Um, he broke Barkow's record for points by an underager uh, during that same stretch. And also there's, there's some leadership qualities. He captained Team Finland at World Juniors. Um, right now he's probably Finland's best player at the World Championships playing against other men and some NHLers over in that tournament. And uh, yeah, he's, he seems like he's ready. He's, he's an elite prospect. And um, when we talk about help for the Panthers next season, he's at the top of the list. We're going to see some internal growth with the Denisenkos, the Heponiemis, the tippets of the organization. But Lundell is an player the second he gets here. Uh, I love a guy who can score goals and also play responsibly defensively. And that's exactly what he does. Uh, he, he reminds me quite a bit of Barkov in that way. So I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Um, I just hope that Finland doesn't run into Russia in the world championships because I don't, I don't need Lindell lighting up Bobrovsky and ruining the last bit of confidence he's got. <laughs> um, you know, everybody is pretty much saying exactly what I'm going to say. So I'm not going to go on for too long, but um, definitely uh, a kid playing amongst men, uh, much like what Barkov did and, uh, He's been very, very impressive. All the scouting reports uh, on him are very, very impressive as well. He's a 
He's a definitely an NHL talent. Does he make the jump? I guess that's just the big question, you know, right now. And uh, if nothing else, it does create the, uh, the competition, right? I mean, could he play second line center? It's possible. Uh, would he be more suited at least initially at third line? You know, maybe uh, it's, it's a good problem to have if we're that deep at center. I mean, Barkoff, Bennett, Lundell, Wenberg, Achari, you know, there's five guys right there. And we haven't had that kind of depth in, I can't remember when, if ever. So uh, I'm interested to see what he does. I'm interested to see how this next year plays out. Uh, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't come, right? Maybe one more year of uh, quote unquote seasoning wouldn't be a bad thing. But if it's not this year or this coming season, then it's definitely going to be the year after that. I'm looking forward to uh, his contributions and, and him bringing his game here. Before before Nick uh, jumps in and starts pumping Lundell's tires, I just want to <laughs> I want to make one one quick comment. the the last The last real question mark with Lundell that will be answered, and I don't think he'll have a problem answering it, is how he plays on the smaller ice when he gets to North America. That will be the last like real hurdle he has to clear before we can say he's he's legit and he's ready to go. I don't think it's going to be an issue for him though. I think at the absolute worst, you get a Philip Deneau type player, but at his peak, you, you might have a second Barkov. Lundell, um, it, it really surprises me that so many organizations passed over him last summer uh, during the draft. Um, you know, I wonder if teams really went after need rather than best player available. Um, and the fact that he dropped to the Florida Panthers is, uh, you know, I don't use this word a lot, but it was a blessing. Um, this kid, if you watch him play, you can tell that he has a, the talent to be an NHL everyday player and one of those that can impact a game. Um, I know that we had talked about uh, him at, on the post game or the postseason um, chat uh, after, you know, Florida lost to Tampa that, you know, as soon as he came on scene and he played the way he did, that Borgstrom was pretty much done with this organization. Um, there was a stark difference between those two players, uh, one who could play amongst men and the other that was still trying to figure things out, which it's not a terrible thing, but it's not something that this team can afford right now. And Lundell is just the player that um, I believe is the next player that's going to make the biggest impact, um, you know, on the Florida Panthers. So whether you're going to slot him on three C or maybe bump him up to two C just, you know, to give him a little bit of uh, seasoning on the top line and going against those top D pairs. Um, I think he is going to surprise a lot of people and the, the way that he plays the game will only make us stronger. Now, you know, if it comes down to playoff time, let's say Florida makes the playoffs again next year. Um, I think he could be one of those guys that actually, you know, you can give the puck to right away and actually make a difference. So um, very happy to see his progression uh, after his draft. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he does come over uh, next season. I don't think he really has anything else left to prove uh, other than obviously playing on smaller ice, as uh, Jake mentioned. But other than that, um, I think he's NHL ready, guys. Um, I think he's here to stay, and I think he's going to make a huge impact. And Nick, you made a great point about him uh, compared to Borgstrom because yep. a lot of people who, who watch Lindell don't, they may, might not be aware that he and Borgstrom had been teammates all season over playing for the same Helsinki team there in Finland. They've been teammates all season. And despite Borgstrom being four years older, Lindell was by far the better player and actually had Borgstrom bumped down to second line because of that. So um, yeah, th there's no, no question that Lindell is that guy. 
Does anyone else think that, uh, not to boost the hype train, but does anyone else think Oof. we might have two of the three Calder finalists Oof. next year Oof. with Knight and Lindell? Uh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh. Wow. It, depend, it depends how much uh, Knight plays, first of all. It, it just True. depends. But And it just depends if Lindell officially comes over. But if he does... We could see that we could very well see that situation. So that's actually a very uh, good question to ask. Jake, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm I'm sorry it's going to have to come to this. Lundell's going to have to wreck Bobrovsky then if they meet with Russia, because then then I am all about that train of Knight and Lundell being the top two Calder <laughs> finalists next year. And to piggyback on, that's exactly that's exactly what will happen because you'll see Knight get about what forty. 44 to 50 games, and then uh, Bogorowski at 10 million each or 10 million each year is going to be in, in the 30 to 40 range. So we'll see. <laughs> if that's the case, if that is the case, then we're definitely talking Calder. And I'm wondering, Cole Caulfield, even though he didn't play the whole season, he would be eligible next year for the Calder, correct? Yeah. He'd be a rookie as well. Yeah, yeah he would be... still be it'd because, because of service time. Okay. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news and odds and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC slash MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news and sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sideline anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. So, one of the last questions before we... Get, get out of here. So as far as free agents, upcoming free agents coming up, there's quite a few, especially on the defensive pairs. There's an Alec Martinez. There's a Dougie Hamilton, who personally I think will re-sign with Carolina. There, Matias Ekholm is still under contract, I believe, with Nashville. As far as NHL um free agents coming coming up there's mark mark stalls also a free agent as well but 34 who who are who are players that you would look into bringing into this organization from as as far as free agency we'll start with Mm -hmm. we'll start with frank uh well if we're looking at defense it's really slim pickings for anybody that's under the age of like 33-ish. Um, you mentioned Alec Martinez. He would be someone that I would uh, um, look to try and sign for uh, on the defensive side. Um, I'm, you know, I'm going through the list as, as we, we talk about it. Um, He's 34. Yeah, I, that, I, would, I would draw the line at that age for, for that player. And of the top, I think it's like 35 the top 50 players um, listed. There's not a lot of players um, under 35 that I would personally want to go after. I don't think we're going after T- Taylor Hall. Um, I don't think we're going after Patrick Laine. 
Um, who's an RFA? Who's an RFA? Yeah. So Henrik Zetterberg at forty is listed as a free agent. By the way, <laughs> um, that poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Brandon Saad. Hmm. 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 That's an interesting one. Coach Q, Brandon Saad. You're not going to pay him $6 million because he's not worth that anymore, but hell no, <laughs> no, you're not, but eh, um, he's 28. And he's 28. Yeah. Mm. Although you kind of got a junior Brandon side and Mason Marchman. So maybe not. Um, right. Yeah. There's not, it's to me, there's slim picking. I think we need to do something via trade. So I'm uh, well, David Savard. I would consider David mm. Savard. I, I'm looking to shore up the defense uh, personally, uh, and I'm looking for the defense to be a little bit tougher. Uh, I think that we lack that toughness on defense, and that's where we need to uh, really focus our attention. So I would be looking at Alec Martinez, you know, maybe three, four years at the four years at the most, or David uh, Savard. Beyond that, um, you know, my pie in the sky would be Brandon Saad, but I don't think we're going after him. I go next. Go ahead. All right. I'm looking at the list. And uh, the one thing that one guy that, that stepped out or jumped out to me, believe it or not, is Alexiak from Dallas is, uh, is on the list. You stole mine, Tom. You stole it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought that, I was going to surprise go everyone with that. So he's huge. He's like six foot seven or something like that. Maybe he's going to find it. Six foot seven, 255 pounds. And believe it or not, um, there's a guy, Stephen Johns from Dallas as well, 225 and 6'4. And then uh, one of the guys that might be interesting, we got to see him play, Savard. I think he's going to be UFA. And Tampa is going to have yeah. some cap trouble. So he could uh, honestly be available. And he's a big boy as well. So Edler, six foot three, 212. That's pretty cool. Dougie Hamilton that we talked about is 6'6", 229. I think he's more of a defensive guy, but he, but he is big. So any of those guys were, would, would, would fit the bill for me again. And for me, it's got to be above 6'2", and above 220 pounds, I'm sorry, and, and some skill at the D-line. I, I seriously think that we got pushed around and we're, we're unable to get the puck into the middle of the ice in front of the goalie, and we made their goalie look, you know, we made their, their goalie look better than what I think he really was. So that's my opinion. I'm sticking uh, to just it. a word of caution on Stephen Johns. Uh, he has a history of concussions, so prob- yeah, serious yeah. concussion I, trouble. He he had right. a lot of promise coming up, but uh, definitely be very very cautious with him. All right, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it next. Um, even though Tom stole my my uh, player that I was thought I was gonna have everyone surprised with. Uh, I guess we think alike. Um, Alexiak is a guy I would definitely look at. Um, if we're going to improve via trade, which seems like it might really be a, a realistic option, with, given the flat salary cap, uh, we might look to do trades instead of signings. Um, I would I would kick the tires and see what it would cost to get Ekholm here. Um, Matias Ekholm is probably the top player on my offseason wish list. I think he would take the Panthers to another level. Um, Alexiak is a guy I like. Um, if you look at guys who have played in Q's system before, uh, I would think Saad is a player we could get, although I don't think we're going to spend big at forward. Uh, we're, we do pretty well scoring the puck. I don't think we're going to spend huge money on forwards. Saad is a guy I would look at, and also um, Jalmerson. He's a free agent. He is definitely getting up there in age. Injuries. 
he's not going to make a whole lot of mistakes for you. And yeah, injuries are, are a concern with him. So those, those are some guys I would look at. Um, de- yeah. Defensively. I really, I really want to add some size. So I'm thinking Alexiak. I'm thinking at home with the trade possibly. Um, Alexiak's 255. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a big guy and he's six, seven, six, foot, uh, six, foot seven guys. And you huge. don't want to see him. Yep. And, uh, right. So, um, there's also also one name I'm surprised Frank didn't mention, but Good Branson's contract is finally oh. up. Mm-hmm. Good Branson is a free agent. Him and Listen, that, that Eric Good Branson is finally that discussion a discussion requires a, a podcast all by itself. <laughs> so for another boring night during the summer, we can do that one. We we have to bring him home. But um, if we're gonna if we're gonna spend huge on a free agent uh, at the forward position, which I don't think we will, uh, there's Gabe Landeskog, who I could see happening. But again, I don't I don't think we're gonna no. spend big there. And uh, another a Columbus collection uh, connection with um, Zito. Uh, also, Nick Foligno is also a free agent, so he's the guy you can maybe get at a bargain. But yeah, my my list uh, at home via trade, uh, Oleksiak possibly, and then. You have to bring Good Branson back, please. I second that. I think you get him pretty cheap, believe it or not. I don't think that, that there's going to be a huge desire for it. I apologize for saying that, but I think he's just out of all those ones that we talked about, he's probably like the least mobile. And yes. uh, you know, and, and it's not he's he's a tall guy, but he's he's slender. He's like down below that two twenty mark at six four, six five, or something like that. So. Uh, I know I love the guy, believe it or not. I, I still have his uh his red t-shirt that I wear, the jersey t-shirt. My son has one as well. We go play basketball together in it. So uh I love the guy. I would love to be love him to be here, but it's gotta be, I mean, guys, it's gotta be cheap. Definitely, definitely cheap. Under a million. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a league man yeah. deal. I guess that leaves Nick. So uh yeah, so uh, the offseason goes. Um, I honestly think this team uh, gets better by trades, um, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think Bill Zito um, will be looking too far to, I guess, upgrade the uh, forward core. To be, uh, I don't think there's anybody uh, even on the uh, UFA list that I would even bring in. I mean, you have your Alexander Ovechkins or whatever, but, um, you know, we tried drafting him already in 2004, and it didn't work out very well for us. So that I don't think year. he's going to be coming here that anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that's called creative accounting. <laughs> creative accounting is right there. So um, I will say that uh, as intriguing as Taylor Hall was, um, I still much rather have Sam Bennett um, just because I think he shows a little bit more, uh, even though Boston's in the second round. Um, so I don't think we really improved that much on the forward side. Now, the defensive side, if we can please, please scratch handle the first game of the season if he's not gone by the offseason. Um, if he's gone by the start of the season, then yeah, you bring in somebody like Matias Ekholm. Um, I think he should be the number one D target as Jake said, um, even just watching him play, uh, he's a very accurate shooter and he doesn't let a lot get by him. Um, he kind of reminds me of, um, an older Bobby Orsling, uh, if you guys want to kind of, uh, compare two players. And I think he would just be a very good fit. Um, now where he would play on the D pairings. Um, not sure. I definitely think he was a one D kind of guy. Um, maybe he plays with Ekblad. Maybe we pair him up with Uyghur and, uh, you know, maybe move Ekblad down, but I'm not really sure right now. Um, good Branson, I do think would be a very good story. 
Um, you know, Jake, thanks for taking that. <laughs> um, not only would I think it would be a good story for Panther fans, but I also think that it would show that maybe ownership and uh, Tom Rowe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe the team uh, kind of grew up a little bit and, you know, they're, they're, they bring back a fan favorite. And on top of that, maybe he just, you know, has one last hurrah because I don't think he really is going to get more jobs after this. Um, you know, he's been around, I think he's been on, on different teams each season, if I'm correct, uh, and uh, seeing where his team, uh, where he's played at. And then um, as far as Dmitry Kulikov, uh, guys, I don't think we've really missed much uh, since he's left. Um, he was solid with Winnipeg, but other than that, I don't think we've missed his services at all. So um, I don't think we changed too much. Um, I think the fact that Bob's contract is still here and it's, it's, it's really been an anchor. Um, I don't see us doing too much. Yeah. Um, one player, it really depends. It really depends. Like with, with Tampa Bay being over the cap as they are, chances are they're not going to keep David Savard. So they're likely going to let him walk. And I, and I actually looked at size and weight of all the free agent defensemen. And <laughs> it's funny, circling back to Eric Branson, he, he's in the top 15 of players like, of upcoming UFAs who are the tops in weight. So that's if, if we could bring a little bit of weight into the defensive court, like Tom said at the top of the show that they just got, they just got bodied by Tampa Bay. They're bigger, they're more physical. And I, I could live in this fantasy land all I want of one player that I would want, but it's, there's like almost a 0% chance of happening is a player like Dougie Hamilton. I think he's staying in Carolina. I don't think there's any way that Carolina lets him walk. It's funny. uh, Call me crazy, but from a leadership perspective on a one-year deal, I wouldn't mind bringing Zidane Chara to Florida on a one-year deal. (laughs) That's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. I think you'd go there. Well, wow, that's out of left field. Yeah, that's what, an interesting what, one. I, what do you guys I mean, think? I don't know. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's gonna play another season after this. But if he's available, you might look at it. He's, I think he wants to play again, guys. I think he think? does. So yeah, if you so, read, you read, if you read his um his his like his exit interview or whatever that he posted, you could tell that dude wants to play. He's putting it out there. Absolutely. It would have to be for Armando. a contender too. I think he would only play for a contender, and I think we can call ourselves that. So it's it's probably something that you that you look at. Armando, you found one of five players that is slower than Erica Branson. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I veto that offer, and I go for Good Branson instead. And and it's funny, Good Branson is slightly above that list than than today Z- Chara. <laughs> If we, so, if we, so what I'm saying is, is, is if we're going big and slow, then we're going uh, with Goody. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, um, guys, before we move on, I just noticed a name that you guys appreciate. Alex Pet- Petrovich or Petrovic, as no. I know. No. <laughs> no. Somebody cut Tom's no. mic. 14, 15, come on. Somebody cut Tom's mic. He gets no airtime. <laughs> cut Tom's no mic. No airtime. Hey, Tom, see, say I, hi to this his brother. Say hi to Ryan they, Petrovic for me. that I get. <laughs> How funny is that? Oh, How funny would that be having uh, Petrovich back? Oh my god, that single handedly when you change your name gross. from Petrovic to Petrovich, I don't watch our team no more. <laughs> Sorry, for so many years, I didn't know whether which one to to pronounce it as. I just didn't know which one which one to use for him. Ugh. 
Yeah, when he got beat three times in the same game by Evander Kane, you know, 0 for 3 in fights, that, yeah, oh. that, that was pretty sad. I, I, I didn't really want oh him Oh, my after God, that. he took one on the bean, did he, that night? <laughs> he took three in the bean. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I still remember our, our chat line on that. I'm like, God, he just needs to learn how to fight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I figured you guys would get the kick out of that one. In all, in all, yeah, he's going to Europe. In he's all going to Europe, Europe, I can imagine. Yeah, he he can fly with Gusev, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, no kidding. In, in all in all seriousness, um, Tampa they've gotten by. They've played uh, Jan Ruda and Luke Shen kind of off and on for most of the season as their their last defenseman. I think good Brent. I don't think good Branson's any worse than either of those. So if you get him back at a in a role that's not an everyday player, but a seventh D who slides in and out, I think I think you can you can put him on the roster but yeah yeah nick uh no it was tom who said it yeah miss me with the petrovich stuff that that's not happening <laughs> and luke Sorry. shen funny enough is also a ufa this year so that's another name to look after probably someone who'll be i, I like the savard pick I, I think that that would be would be would be solid i mean we got to actually see him play up close and personal and he's 6'2 233 mm-hmm. that those are good numbers man i i i, I like what i saw of him and he's a good hockey player. Mm-hmm. Also, a Zito yes. connection yep. there too. Yep, correct. that's correct. Exactly. So, hey, uh, Armando, if we if you take a shot at Luke Shen, you have to put his his locker stall right next to Lomberg, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why not? They'll be fast. They would be friends. best buddies after that. You know that, right? <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you, you could forgive after you know some a, a little bit of bad blood, you know. Now those guys forget about that stuff right after the game ends. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're competitors. They're competitors at the end of the day. That's that you're just trying to win a game. So right. But any, anyways, guys, I want to thank you for jumping on this round table discussion of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. And this won't be our last round table podcast because we got free agency. We got the expansion draft. That's a TBD because we don't know what if there be any players even taken from the Florida Panthers roster, if it's a situation like Jonathan Marshall and Riley Smith all over again, then of course we'll definitely have a round table. And of course the NHL entry draft as well. So I want to thank you guys all for joining me on this episode of the locked on Panthers podcast. And let's do this again soon, guys. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you as always, guys. Thanks, guys. And thank you once again to the guys from Panther Parkway for coming on the Locked On Panthers podcast to talk about the season as a whole in this roundtable discussion of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast where we talk about the Florida Panthers season as a whole and what to predict for the future. A few league news happened. The Buffalo Sabres have won the NHL draft lottery. And with the projected number one overall pick in Owen Power, you got to wonder if that is enough to lure Jack Eichel to stay long term with the Buffalo Sabres. And that is a relationship that has been really with a lot of tension, especially with his season-ending injury. So some league news to cover. The Seattle Kraken, the newest franchise in the NHL, got the number two overall pick, and the Anaheim Ducks got the number three 
overall pick. Anaheim has never gotten the number one pick ever. They've gotten the number two overall pick twice in their history. And the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs is really in full swing in this one, where the Montreal Canadiens, in game one of the second round series against the Winnipeg Jets, won by a final score of 5-3. to three. And the ending of that one was just ugly, where Mark Shifley had a really dirty hit on an empty net goal attempt by Jake Evans. Didn't even go after the puck. Went after him way after the puck was already in the net. And it's just disgusting to see how many of these hits continue to happen. You you think of a guy like Nazem Kadri of the Colorado Avalanche back in the first round, and he had history before with his time in Toronto. And then Ryan Reeves on for the Vegas Golden Knights with uh, with another hit just a few days ago in game one of their se- of Vegas, Colorado, which currently watching right now, recording this at 10.49 p.m. on the East Coast, and it's 1-1 with four minutes left in the first period. So that's another great series. If you guys want to watch some great hockey between two great teams that either of them could make the Stanley Cup final, then I highly recommend Colorado Vegas because that one of all the series has probably the most attention for myself and pretty much a series that any every hockey fan should watch. So definitely check out Vegas, Colorado. I know it's a little late in the evening for a lot of people on the East Coast, but definitely that is a series that I highly recommend. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast launches into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also check out Locked On NHL anywhere you listen to podcasts as they'll be covering the whole Stanley Cup playoffs and also the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And when you're done listening to this podcast, make sure you listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.